Oh, hello, hello, and welcome. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly, but before I get started, I just wanted to give you a very special message from Dave Hill, letting you know about the show we'll be doing in Toronto, October 19th, that's a Thursday, at the Monarch Tavern. Here's Dave. Oh, hey, it's me, Dave from before, Dave Hill from Show Business, with a message for the incredible people of Toronto, Canada. On Thursday, October 19th, I'm going to be showing up at the Monarch over there on Clinton Street to do an incredible comedy show with my buddy Nick Flanagan, Tim Gilbert, and the rock band Only God Forgives. There's going to be comedy. I'm going to rip some sweet guitar solos. Only God Forgives is going to, it's going to rock you super hard. And I'm also going to be signing copies of my incredible new book, The Awesome Game, which is out this October. Come on by, or I'll track you down and pelt you with loonies and toonies. And before you get any big ideas, like you're like, oh, great, I'll just keep them, Dave. No, you won't. I'll pick them up and run, out, run away with them before you get a chance. So there, Thursday, October 19th, The Monarch in Toronto. You better be there. I'll freak out. And now, uh, here's me. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. You're listening to it. You're listening to me. I'm talking now. That's how it works. I'm a little bit jacked up. I'm a little hyped. I have not done a great deal of leaving the house today. I'm in about week three, four, six, eight of a lot of confusion. I'm doing certain things in order to make the end meet. And they're really fun. They involve concerts and me helping out but uh it they're all at night i'm also doing stand-up and there's all this i'm also engaging in my flippitude so my brain hurts i can't even express it and it's so frustrating um i i uh, hope you're well i'm not unwell i'm just Frickin' uh, confused more than usual, which is very confused. Um, two weeks, just about two weeks ago, I did my last episode, and it's just been more of the same. I get uh, get up, it's kind of late. I do some stuff. Uh, I take a nap. A lot of time, I'll have to do something at night, and then I stay up too late. And then I get up and it's late. Rinse, repeat. You know, and let's be honest. Is there much rinsing going on? The kids these days have a a term, rinse. I don't really know what it means, but it's cool. If you know what the word rinse means in modern day parlance, in the teen slang, in zillennial slang, please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Um, I hope you can make it to the Dave Hill show we're doing. Um, that's going to be really fun. My friend Tim Gilbert's opening and a great band called Only God Forgives featuring ex-members of this, uh, these uh, Toronto heroes named Walmart. Uh, they're also playing and it's at the Monarch Tavern. October 19th. Doors at 7.30. Come on. $15 in advance. Wow. 
Can you believe it? Shows are supposed to be 20 bucks. And then I posted uh, an old show poster from 2017 that I I found for uh, Neil Hamburger's um, monthly show that happened at the Satellite in, in Los Angeles. The lineup was crazy. David Cross, Kevin Nealon, James Adomian, um, and Annie Lederman, also amazing. And uh, Minori Hines, super funny. And then myself. That show, do you know? And Neil Hamburger, closing the show. Do you know how much that cost? $8 USD, but still. Now it's $20 to get into a local show. And that's fine. Everything's $20 now. I get it. Lattes. Bag of turmeric. Turmeric latte. Turmeric flavored toast. Avocado toast with turmeric. Uh, a course to teach you how to pr- pronounce the word turmeric. Turmeric. All $20. And the best deal of those is the course. You know? Do you know? Of course. Of course you do. Happy Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. I hope that. For those who celebrate it, was a good one. I uh, had it in mind to treat it like a regular New Year. You know, you make resolutions. You stay home. And it looks like I've succeeded at that. Because much like regular New Year, the resolutions are slow to start. My main resolution is just to, like, uh, do more creative shit. And, uh... The only creative thing I'm doing right now is uh, creatively using my couch to sleep on. And no, I haven't gotten any arguments with the missus. I just had a situation this week where I was preparing for a cat sit. This is a big part of my neurodivergent brain. Neurodivergent. Do you think... Um, Roman emperors were neurodivergent? Just wondering. Anyway, where I get a fixed idea. I had a cat sit I was going to go to with this wonderful cat named Rita at this wonderful space. It's very peaceful, very organized, and I was like, this is where I'm going to really get my brain back together. And I was supposed to do it on Tuesday. I was very excited. To get ready, I was cleaning up my apartment. And I set a bunch of things to reorganize on my bed. Day of the cat sit, I get a message. Their trip was canceled. I was not going to the cat sit. This set off confusion and discombobulation in me. How thrown off have you gotten when something does not go according to plan? For me, not that thrown off. But apparently, this time, yes, very. Essentially, the items I want to reorganize are still on my bed, and I've slept on my couch for, like, at least the last two nights. And honestly, it's possible I'll sleep on the couch tonight, too, because I have to work and I'll be home a bit late. And one of the things on the couch is heavy. Imagine getting home at midnight, having to move something heavy. The only time that happened was when um, Amelia Earhart did it, and I really think it led to the crash of her famous plane. This Bruce Goose, Caboose, Moose. And, uh, yeah. So, wish me luck. Over the weekend, I will be trying to get that together. Yes, this is the content of my podcast. Telling you stuff about how I'm living. Word. How I'm living. Word. 
How am I living? Word. I am living in living color. 2023, hip hop 50. 50 years of rap. Me doing the in living color reference was a way of paying homage to the golden era of hip hop. My favorite rapper, Earl. Earl, a.k.a. Earl Sweatshirt in the past, has done an album with The Alchemist. Great classic producer. But, it's called Voir Dire. I can't wait to hear it. But I have to wait to hear it. How about that? I can't wait, but I have to wait? Who's going to win in this conflict? Anyway, the reason I have to wait is because even though the album's out, currently... Right now, it's only available essentially as, I guess, an M NFT. It's sort of confusing. Mm -hmm. It's on a website called Gala. You buy something. It's like a piece of art. I don't know if this will revitalize NFTs. I think it was a strange choice. So, if, uh, you know how I can hear Voir Dire before it comes out? And apparently, they've even changed the track listing slightly for the official release from what's available on this Gala website. It's ridiculous. Just... Let me, just give those guys money so they don't have to do some weird marketing scheme. Everyone needs money nowadays. And so we scheme. Some people scheme by releasing NFTs. Other people, like me, scheme by messaging someone and trying to buy an ACDC shirt for $5 and then trying to sell it for $10. Some people scheme by buying a pack of 200 earplugs and selling them at a show at a very low profit margin. That's what I do also. But who knows if I were approached and someone tried to sell me an NFT without using uh, on releasing an NFT but they didn't use the word NFT, maybe I'd do it too. Anyway, if you've heard Voir Dear, please email review to me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. What do you think of when musicians release an NFT instead of just making it so you can hear their album? I wish there was a way to, like, buy a CD, but then it's immediately kept in a storage space for you also. Is that what an NFT is when it's music? I don't know. So my Rosh Hashanah, getting back to the Jewish New Year, was pretty cool. I was invited by my cousin, Richard, to see a Blue Jays game, and it was great. They lost like hell. Oh, did they lose. They were swept by, uh, I think it was the Texas Rangers. Richard was there. My second cousin and his uh, wife were there. And I don't know. The term second cousin for these, he just feels like my cousin. But then second really adds this distance. I think we got to find a better word for it when you see them more. Maybe just regular cousin. My cousin and my regular cousin. No. Cousin. My cousin and my cousin junior. My cousin and my junior cousin. Junior cousin. That's it. Second cousins are now junior cousins. So my junior cousin and my junior cousin-in-law were also there. And uh, the seats were great. I almost never see live baseball, so and the company was great. So even though we got walloped, I liked it. And then the Blue Jays won a bunch of games right after. So we took the hit so that the Blue Jays could make hits. See what I'm saying? 
Um, that was felt like part of the Rosh Hashanah festivities. That was basically my New Year's Eve, really, if that exists for Rosh Hashanah. And then I had dinner with my sister and my mom. No. My sister was sick, actually. And so was her husband. My mom and my girlfriend all had dinner together. And it was really nice. And then, big extended family Rosh Hashanah dinner on Saturday. Wow. The matriarch and patriarch of my cousin's family, my uncle and aunt, had passed on this year. And yet, we somehow managed to all get together and have a Rosh Hashanah dinner. This is crazy. Sometimes, you know, the parents of adult kids, they, 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 when they're gone, the traditions end. But somehow, this year, we made it happen. And I hope we continue to, because I like my family. And families, if you're lucky enough to have a family that even vaguely gets along, vaguely gets together, vaguely doesn't make anyone feel too bad, you're, you, you should be grateful. So I'm grateful. I, I celebrate with gratitude, hanging with the fam. And that was my Rosh Hashanah. How was yours? Other than that, I don't know. I'm just seat of my pants, trying to get by. I just want a nice environment. And my environment, to be nice, requires me to lift a bunch of fingers to fix it. And I don't know where to start. There's a printer box underneath me. There's a Sobeys bag with some CDs in it just below me. Below me. You got a problem? Below me. There's two, three keyboards, like music keyboards around me. I don't know how to play. I've got a, one of these rock crystal lamps, but I, I can't get it to turn on. It's, it's, all, it's all a mess. Marie Kondo, come over. I will give you some fun game, video games, if you fix my apartment. I have a bunch of skulls also here that I found in the street. <laughs> Plastic ones. But honestly, I like what they add to the house. I don't know. They don't feel gothy. Now that Halloween's coming, they feel cool. It just makes me feel nice to have skulls, you know? So if you're someone and you've got a bunch of skulls and you don't know what to do with them, I say put them proudly on display. They might actually up your mood. And Lorsch knows that our mood needs to be up in these, these times. What with the economy, what with uh, lack of good programming on our in, in the TV boxes, the crushing influence of influencers. It's all a lot. So put some skulls on display and you'll feel a lot better. Uh, as always, I like to talk about Passings. There was a passing this week that I noticed because I had some people in common and because the person in question had a little bit of an, more, you know, had an impact on my life. The cartoonist Joe Matt um, suddenly died, apparently at his drawing board. Now, if you don't know who he is, it's understandable. 
graphic novelists are not always the most well-known figures. Um, he did do a very influential comic, definitely an adult comic, in um, the 90s into the 2000s that was called Peep Show, where he uh, basically chronicled uh, his various perverse addictions and neuroses. And it was, I think, even though it was a very specific, very male, often gross uh story it was very relatable because it had to do with things like loneliness and worry and all this stuff and i think it also influenced a lot of people to uh, create things in that vein both men and women and uh, he actually was one of the that might have been the first adult comic i ever got at a garage sale was a joe matt copy of peep show when i was about 12 or 13 in Toronto, where he lived. He lived for in Toronto for about 14 years, between 1988 and 2002, although he was American. And uh, the comic was autographed. Hey, hey, Bruce. Joe Matt. And uh, it was autographed to a director named Bruce McDonald. But I bought it at a garage sale that was not at Bruce McDonald's house, so explain that to me, please. If you know how or why that happened, Please write week podcast weekly podcast at gmail.com. So Joe Matt, um, I read the comic and I just really liked it. It wasn't an overly there wasn't that much masturbation in the story that I read. It was just like a really cool exploration of uh, this one relationship he had in certain moments from it. And uh, I remember it really affected me. And you know, I liked the art, I liked the storytelling. And um, years later, I made a friend when I first moved to LA named Vicky. Hello, Vicky. I don't think Vicky's listening, but if Vicky's listening, hello, Vicky. And uh, Vicky was actually dating Joe Matt at the time. So I wound up meeting uh, and seeing Joe Matt a few different times, and he was a very pleasant person, always quick to try to share tips about places to go and LA and bookstores I might not know about and I just thought it was really sweet and cool and I think from all accounts he was a very unique person and a very particular person and sometimes maddening but sweet so we salute you Joe Matt okay we salute you Joe Matt I say I say if you were still in this world it would be a better place and yeah, that's the other thing that happened. And then in other strange bad news, there was this protest against, they called it in Canada, there was like a nationwide march where people were trying to say, don't sexualize our children. And they were, but it's all a smoke screen. Ostensibly, the first line of people that they're attacking is trans people, but right behind them, are gay people do not think they don't they don't want people to acknowledge that there are gay people in schools they don't want them on the record that is what these groups always want so if you think it's about surgery or gender affirming care or protect the children no it's about keeping people on the damn margins of society and a lot of these people just want to be regular basic people they just happen to be gay or trans so let them I mean, one of the big, anyway, 
So there was a big march, some counter-protests. I did not go. Instead, in my own feeble attempt at contributing, I argued with a few people on Twitter. Pfft. Not much. Not much of a move, but I do think that these anti-trans marches and activists and stuff are full of it. I don't think they have a huge mandate except to push people into the shadows so that the status quo, whatever they think it is, can be maintained. And the scary fact is they all live in... I live in a bubble, sure. I get it. I live in a bubble. I live in a bubble that contains all sorts of types of people, big cities and stuff. And I think truly most of these folks live in a bubble where they don't see or deal with trans people. They barely deal with gay people. If they do, it's always arm's length. And I have a live in a city where, you know, I have to, I have always interacted with people like this and it's always very normal. And so I have no issues, fears, you know, nothing major going on. But I think the further away you are from the people you're mad at, the more you're mad at them. And I try to remember that with these people who live in uh, religious communities or such, you know, they're far away from me. So it's easier for me to be mad at them. But if I met them in a social situation, I would be very polite. And if they met me, if they met trans people in social situations where all the guards were down, they probably wouldn't have a bad time. How this can all be solved, I have no idea. More rights, basically. It's the only way. God damn it, it's very frustrating. Very frustrating. I'm so mad. I also got my ass rocked this week. How that make you feel? Happy for me? Are you happy I got my ass completely rocked? I um, helped work a show of a band called Fake Names. I, you, you might not recognize that name. But uh, they're, as they say, a super group in the world of... I don't know, punk, indie, alternate, alt musics. The guitarist founded, was one of the founders of the band Minor Threat, a very famous straight-edge hardcore band from D.C., spawned uh, Discord Records. His name's Brian Baker. One of the bassist was in a band called Soulside and Girls Against Boys, two very influential bands from the 80s and 90s. Um, the other guitarist was in a band called Embrace, hugely influential. I think he was in SOA, which was uh, Henry Rollins' first band, another Discord band. The drummer is Brandon Canty, who's in Fugazi, Rites of Spring, amazing drummer. And the singer is Dennis Lexon, who is in Refused and International Noise Conspiracy, two kind of huge, huge, two popular uh, punk bands from the 90s and 2000s. And he's an amazing frontman. And I know what to expect, but they put on a great show. If you get a chance to see fake names, do it. 
I dare say I came out of it feeling inspired. And you know what? That's probably why, even though I am overwhelmed with stress looking at the crazy things around me, all the clutter, all the mess, all the madness, and I'm discussing loss, and I'm discussing people hating other people just for what they think they are, what they think they're going to do to your kids, I still remain perhaps um, inaccurately hopeful and inspired that happiness, nice things may continue. I don't know why, but sometimes that, and that is the power of a rock show. A good piece of art gives you a bit of hope. And that's why it's important, <laughs> captains. I call you all captains. The name of fans of this podcast. We call you the captains. And so, captains, I bid you adieu. As always, I hope to get you a newer one now. Later. A newer episode soon. And... I'll talk to you in a moment. It'll feel like a moment, at least. Playing that again. Weekly. Oh, man. Nick, playing again. Weekly.